back explain yourself listeners on today's episode we have patty negree she is hollywood's go-to psychic medium and good witch she's best known for her recurring role on the travel channel's number one show ghost adventures patty is the international best-selling author of old world magic for the modern world tips tricks and techniques to balance empower and create a life you love Julie, I don't know about you, but I had so much fun talking to Patty. She completely changed my mind about, or at least shifted my mindset about what it means to be a psychic, what it means to be a medium, some of the things that people believe in. I was a total skeptic going in. How about you? I got to be honest, I really didn't know what to expect. The only mystical witch thing that I have in my life was like Sabrina, the remake of Sabrina and like Casper the Friendly Ghost. And I just have to say that none of those were accurate after talking to Patty. I always think of like Hocus Pocus or, you know, all of the Disney Halloween movies and those types of air quotes, witch things. But Definitely uh, learned a few things from her about what it means to be a witch and kind of her mentality around it. Yeah, I'm sure even after hearing our intro and seeing some of the promos that we put out for this, people are going to be very skeptical, but I will say that go ahead and give it a full listen all the way through. I think you're going to find it way more relatable than you think. Like Annika said, I didn't really, I tried to go in with like no preconceived notions and put everything that I thought I knew out the window so I could give a quote unquote professional interview with Patty. Um, But much like Annika, I got a lot more out of it like personally and um, I guess spiritually than I thought I would. Patty, welcome to Explain Yourself. We're really excited to have you tonight. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so we start every episode with beverages. I'm being a little boring tonight and I have a sparkling water. What do you have? I have flat water personally. Again, I just flew in from Salem, so I don't want to fall asleep midway. <laughs> so water, yummy, yummy water. Julie is preparing for a trip to Hawaii, so I hope she's drinking a tropical beverage. Yes, I was just going to say I have a Topo Chico hard seltzer on hand because I am in full vacation mode. She's got her nice glow for her vacation. She's ready to go, so I'm a little jealous she's not packing me with her. We like to start from the very beginning, so we'll go back to when you were very young. What did you want to be growing up? I think I just wanted everybody to be happy. I just wanted everybody to get along. I just wanted to have fun. Really. I'm one of those girls just want to have fun girls. I just saw the joy in life. I saw the magic in life, you know, and I believe me, I was talking to spirits doing all sorts of weird, crazy things, but it was not like, Oh, I want to be a doctor or a lawyer or this or that. I just wanted to embrace life. So you just said that you were talking to spirits when you were even young? 
Oh yeah. I thought, I thought everybody could in all honesty. I think, I think little kids can, I think it gets taught out of us in our non mystical modern uh, Western society. We've taken the magic and mystery and mysticism out of everything. Oh, that's your imaginary friend. Not always, not always. And I think kids are born with such a sense of wonder and intuition and magic and it gets, oh, it's the left brain's important. The logical brain's important. And I don't think that's necessarily true. So as you got older, did you still, did you have any careers that you thought you might be interested in as you got older and started to move towards, you know, going into air quotes, what we call the real world? Or <laughs> were you always kind of interested in focusing on learning more about the spirits and no I tried a million different things I again it wasn't uh, I just again I wanted to embrace life for what it is so I would take a left turn and a right turn and an upturn and a downturn I have done everything um for performing I was a dancer I was an actor I worked comedy and sketch I was a nurse I decided I was dating a doctor for a while I wanted to go into the medical field I became cardiology tech worked emergency room but oh I don't like that so much I started a pet store I like animals which pet store I I, uh, I like beauty I'll be a makeup artist I was a model I was run a production company I decided okay I don't just act anymore so I ran a production company for years I've done everything from retail sales to, you know, picking up dog poop and everywhere in between to queen of the world, the speaker of what, because <laughs> that's what life is. That's what life is. I love that I, because, so first off, you have to have a really great support group for that, right? Because most people are taught, you know, do one thing and stick with it. And then just, if you're not happy, just stick with it, you know? <laughs> Um, so how has support from friends and family in the community helped with shaping your career? Yeah, no, I think I had the best mom. It was great. I had a beautiful family, but my mom was like, you could do anything you want. And I saw that she didn't follow her dream so much because you didn't back in the day. You did whatever you, you gave up a lot of what you wanted to do for your family. But then she, oh, my cat's joining in up there. <laughs> I have a cranky old cat who's kind of deaf and he gets like, it's dinner. Um, so bells and whistles. Um, but she said, you could do whatever you want. And she gave me that freedom to, to do whatever I want. And I was always, okay. So it wasn't other expectations. You've got to do this and you've got to make us proud and you got to go here and you got to do that. So um, I was really lucky that way. And then when you get in, you find yourself around creative people, creative people, people with dreams, even just living in Los Angeles, Almost everybody who comes here is people. Yes, I'm a native. I was born here. Actually, I'm one of the few, but almost everybody who comes here is because they wanted something bigger. They wanted to follow a dream, whatever that dream was, they were willing to risk and go for it. So you get in with a bunch of creative people and writing people, whether they're want to play guitar, want to be a movie star or a rock star or a writer or a dancer or anything along the way. So you have probably had more jobs than any other guest that we've had on the podcast, which is amazing because you know exactly what you've enjoyed doing and what you haven't enjoyed doing. And like Julie said, it's awesome that you had the support system to be able to explore those options because like she said, a lot of people are just kind of pushed down a path that they go down and told that's where they need to stay. And that's kind of the uh, 
thing that we want people to realize from listening to our podcast is that there's so many options out there for people. And if you aren't happy in your nine to five office job, go explore something that you are interested in. And that could turn into a career for you. Yeah. Follow your passion, really figure out what you're good at. And usually that's something you're passionate about and follow your passion. If you're miserable, I mean, this is life, you guys, whatever comes afterwards, all sorts of magical things or not, this is it. So, uh, you know, of course you have to do a few things that you don't like laundry or, you know, wash the dishes, but find what you like about those things. And if your job isn't exactly perfect, you have to drive a long way or to, we can change so much. I mean, you can't change other people. You can't change, you can't change what Julie's doing, but you could change how you react to it and how you react to it is the 90%. I've seen like one bad office building go to a good office building because one person changed their perception, changed their perception and would talk to one person at a time. And then all of a sudden, everybody's this whole different way of being, you know, we're powerful little, little humans. We are. So after you've explored all of these different career options, you decide you're not interested in them or the things that you like, at what point did you get into becoming a psychic medium? Well, what it was, I mean, I always was this, I was always a psychic. I was always a medium. I always worked with people, but I kept it very separate because my big job I took on myself was my production company. I had a very corporate, which I love and still love, Rainbow Entertainment producing big corporate shows, song and dance extravaganzas for like banks and Microsoft and teaching, you know, policy via the comedy sketch thing. Um, but I just thought they can't know that, you know, I talk to dead people and dance around bonfire. So I kept a very separate my this life where I do this and that. And in 2008, when the big corporate crash came and all of a sudden corporate entertainment became a dirty word, just like we can't, our business is suffering. We can't do this for our people. We have to give them a grocery store, you know, coupon instead. And we can't do this. And it was so misused corporate entertainment became jets and hookers. And that's not what we did, but it all of a sudden it going crashing down. And at the same time, reality TV was going up. And I remember somebody asked me, they go, we, we know your ability with seances and, and being able to lift the veil and talk to dead people and have everybody around them see and experience and feel, please do it. We have this TV show. I'm like, no, I can't. I have to keep that part of my life very separate. I don't lie about anything, but it's not public. That's my private life. Please, 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 please. And I'm like, no, I really can't. Please, please, please. And I'm looking at like all my shows are crashing down and I'm not doing anything. And I'm like, well, what's the name of the show? And they, and they said, it. I go, well, it's called Mobile Home Disaster and it's on country music television and I'm like well nobody's gonna watch that <laughs> sure I'll do it who's gonna watch a show called I begin early earliest days of you know of reality tv not knowing what it was going to come to the extent that it has I'm like sure I'll do that and I fell in love with it and combined me getting to do my magic what I do empowering people and showing there's so much more beyond what we see and I got to help this little girl it even came into my old sketch and improv because I mean, they're just going to follow me around with three cameras and I get to do whatever I want and I memorize things like that. And I loved it, but no more, no more. This is going to air. Nobody's going to watch it. It's going to be great. I'm going to go back to my corporate world, which I loved because again, it wasn't a corporate world. It was a production company. And then it aired. And I remember that very next day, my biggest corporate client called me and she goes, I saw you on TV last night. And I'm like, great. I'll never work for whatever union bank or bank of America again. She goes, I didn't know you into paranormal and metaphysics and goes, I'm like, 
uh, yeah. She goes, I love that. And we had our most intimate, best personal conversation ever. And I went, okay, I am out of the closet. I'm out of the broom closet. I'm out of the psychic closet. I go, I'm following my passion. I'm the, I'm the queen of do what you love, love what you do. And I do. So why am I cutting off this part of it? So I added that to it. And then that world became so much bigger once I was willing to do it. And it just kind of took over the other world because that really is even more my passion turned up the dial on it. So that's how it's just kind of, you know, following the path. That easy. It's like you flipped a switch and everything changed. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, and then I, I found myself, money has never been a driving force for me. Again, it, it hasn't. I, my, my passion, helping people, magic, making people laugh, making people smile, making people see how magical they are, having fun, laughing. That's been my goal. And I did that with my production company, but it's allowing that to, to come in. I, I remember I was speaking again, so money's never been a draw. All that has. So yes, I have to get paid. And yes, we need money. Yes, we have to pay our bills. Yes to all of that. But it's never been, I need to make this. But I remember walking on stage, I was going to speak at, I was going to do a mediumship thing. And I think I was at a college and it was for 600 college students, which I love working with college students. I, and I work with a lot of teens on awesomeness TV and a lot of, and again, giving them some inspiration and some magic and some whatever. And I'm going, oh my gosh, I'm getting the same money for this. Me going there, being treated like a queen, walking on stage, doing my thing as I got last week for a show that I produced where out of that same money, I paid seven actors, three musicians, two weeks of a rehearsal hall. I printed the programs. I prepared the costumes. I did the props, both that both were really fun, but I went, oh, wow. And I got the same paycheck. <laughs> and one, I guess I entertained a corporate audience that was great and they got they laughed and they were inspired and they got whatever but this one was like a different kind of inspiration a life inspiration not just you know I can sell you know banking accounts earlier you mentioned that you've been a psychic you've been a medium now you're a psychic medium so for <laughs> listeners who don't know the difference between those two and then what they mean together can you explain that to us I've, not, I've always been both. Uh, what a psychic means, again, and sadly for everyone good and real and legit, there's a thousand scam artists. Be careful. Because it's out of all the professions in the world, this is the one where there's the worst people. It's true. You know, somebody's going to tell you you have a curse attached or you've got a, this and you have to give more money. And, but a psychic is somebody who can see into a future or a possible future. So you go, um, my love life, my career, what should I do? I'm of a belief that we were given free will. So free will trumps fate. That's the witchy side of me, I think. Um, it's like, okay, this is, there's a good chance you'll be married three times and you pick the wrong kind of person always because of this, because of this happened when you were six and this and this, and this is why you picked the wrong guy. But if you don't want to be married three times, why don't you could do this and resolve that six-year-old who's thinking for you and do that. So I, again, there's a, anybody who says this is going to happen just took away your free will because I could say okay when you walk out of that house 
a bird's going to poop on your head. I am such a good psychic. I know when the bird's going to poop. I know when you're going to walk out of the house. I know, I know, I know. And so you walk out and the bird, oh, Patty said that was going to happen. But what if I go, hey, be careful walking out of the house. Why don't you use an umbrella? Why don't you leave the back door today? Because there's a bird going to fly over. And then you don't get that bird poop on your head or hit by a bus or that third husband you don't really want. It, it's it's that simple. So that's what a psychic is. I see energy. I see the cords between people. You know, we use that terminology, cut the cords, no strings attached. I see that. And I see where it's bob wire or silk and this and that and expectation and responsibility, all those things. And I see this and a paths a possible and probable paths. That's what a psychic is. A medium talks to the dead, talks to the other side of the veil, can speak to your deceased grandma or your, and your spirit guides and um, travel through. There's a, a veil between our three-dimensional, you know, gravity run three-dimensional world and that other world where magic happens, miracles happens, faith happens in every belief system, whatever that is. The other side is, is the not our linear world and a medium can see through that. Often they're combined, but people who have psychics have mediums, not always, not completely. Some people can, you know, talk to dead people, but aren't good at the psychic thing and verse five. But that was my next question. So thank you for that. Um, so you mentioned seeing, is it like a physical thing that you see, or is it more just like feeling the energy and being able to interpret that? It's, it's all of the above and it's all mixed up because I started so young before I, I teach it now for, I teach these $10 classes every week. Um, but that's the different clairs. There's clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, claircognizant, seeing could be seeing on the outside. There's a shape of a guy in a fedora or seeing on the inside with your third eye. In my head, I'm seeing a guy with a shape, somebody very large, somebody very small. There's knowing, sometimes it's a sense of, I know that there's somebody over there. You're not necessarily seeing them. Sometimes it's just feeling. That's the different place. Sometimes you smell it. Sometimes you taste it. Sometimes you hear it. So those are, and mine, I just have all those senses. I never really separated them. So sometimes you're literally seeing, sometimes you're seeing in here. And unless I'm really teaching somebody or working with somebody to develop one or the other, I don't, because I have to stay, I work very much left brain, right brain. Your left reasoning, rational, logical brain is the one we work with and we go with. And here's, we go to commercial and here we do what we do. The right brain is that creative, intuitive artist spiritual brain where logic will shut it down you have to dance between the two otherwise they they shut each other down you can't have i'm having a, a, a psychic thought a mediumship i think grandma's standing before oh that doesn't make sense it's somebody open you just shut it down just say yes okay hi grandma if you want to analyze it wait two hours and go was it grandma or was it indigestion that's interesting because i've never thought it that thought of it that way my mom and brother are very big believers in a lot of this and I'm kind of a skeptic. And so I'm always like more on the logical side of thinking, but I'm also a very right-brained person, a very creative person. So it sounds like maybe I'm just not letting my mind think about it on the right brain side. Yeah. You, again, even if you just choose to dance between like witchcraft, uh, you like, like a threshold in the craft, you would lay down the broom on this side of the world logic happens and fairies don't exist and spirit guides and angels and no and over here anything can happen and you cross the threshold and you allow that sense of logic sense of magic to happen because you have to a good 
a good medium, you have to, or psychic for that matter, you can't go, oh, this has to make sense. I remember once I was at a seance and you just have to say yes and trust it. I was at a seance and a giraffe walked into the room, a spirit giraffe, obviously. I'm, you know, an urban city. And I, and if I would have gone left brain, I would have went, I, I can't say somebody had a pet Jeff, nobody in this room of modern American people had a pet giraffe. Had I brought the logic, I would not have said that. I would have shut down my gift. And I just said, a giraffe just walked into the room. I have never had a giraffe at a seance table. And this one girl goes, I grew up in Africa or whatever it was. She goes, yes, I had, I lived on a reserve. But if, if I would have tried to logicalize that or make it, it would never have came out. When I, on the TV show on Ghost Adventures, it's like, I just have to I just have to trust. I can't go, is this going to make sense? I can't say, is this logical? You just, bleh, just let it all out and then trust it, and it's right or not. <laughs> and usually it is. The more you're not afraid for it to be wrong, the more right it is. That's interesting. Um, like Annika, like you said, I, I didn't really think about it, but like trying to like logic all of it out, <laughs> you know, back out and make yeah. sense. Um, so I'll have to try to be more I guess, less mindful of, um, of my right brain, but we had a, an interesting listener question because you mentioned the seance. How does that affect kind of your mental or spiritual well-being? Does it take a lot out of you? Does it take away a lot of energy or is it like a revitalizing thing? Um, yes, both. It does take energy out of you. You have to learn if you work in this, everything is energy. Like I said, it takes a lot of energy. I let spirits use our energy. If I do channeling, they use my energy and you can until you learn how to do it. It's like the next day you feel like, like you feel like you have a hangover, but, but I didn't drink, but you feel like you have a hangover. Sometimes there's like big ritual or magic, or you're someplace like at the Cecil hotel or the black Dahlia murder house. And it takes a lot out of you. But I, in the day-to-day -day life, I totally have an on-off switch because I think you have to, because so many people who live in this world that they stay in this world all the time, they're the crazy ones. You don't, I don't want to go to the grocery store and see people's dead mother. I don't want to be Long Island medium. Your mother wants to talk to you. That's not even my business if you have an ass. So it's like off switch, on switch. And I have a little dimmer switch when you want to be somewhere in the middle and it gets you through life great. Because it can, it does use your energy. You have to learn to release it. And so many healers, you know, whether it's called them psychics or mediums or intuitives or shamans or whatever words, words are just words. So many don't know how to release it and take it on. And you see so many people who really help other people, but they are a total wreck themselves. It's like, oh, that's that's not good. You've taken on all that stuff. You have to learn to really to release. To go back a little bit, you mentioned that you now teach this to other people. So how did you learn and what does training and education look like as far as how you learn to do all of this? Well, I've studied everything my entire life. I was, I was raised without any kind of religion. My grandfather was this big, famous psychoanalyst, psychologist, very Freudian Hollywood following. And he was anything spiritual or religious of any sort is a weakness in itself. He wrote books on religion and all this stuff, but he was very almost evangelical atheist, did not believe it was a weakness. And he was an amazing man. And I saw his energy. So we didn't have a God or I, but I would drive by a church or a temple or a mosque or a 
far parked with trees and I'd see the energy coming off it. And I'd, I'd, I'd want to go in and, but we didn't talk about those religious words or God words. And I think I was 13 by the time I was old enough to go, I, I wanted to go to a, a typical Christian church. I think of evangelical because there was a cute rock band, you know, that whole Christian band. And I wanted to go on a Friday night. And I was so afraid to ask my mom if I could go to church, the evil church. I would have felt safer. Can, can I go to a rave? Can I go to a disco? Can I go to orgy? But not to a church. And I was like, can I go to church with my girlfriend? She's like, you could do anything you want. I could do anything I want. And I became a seeker. So I went everywhere. I tried everything. It's like, okay, this, oh, that's not, I don't like that. That's too rigid. Oh, that's, I don't get Eastern philosophy. I try that. Oh, new age. I try that. And I, I, so I learned about everything just like my grandfather did, but from the opposite end where he, he saw the similarities in all religions and the weakness of it. I see the strength and the through line in them. And I even read his books now and I go, grandpa, we sort of believe the same thing. We just use different words. That's why I said words don't matter. You could use scientific words. You could use religious words. You could use spirituality words. You could use new age words. You could use pagan words. You could use Judeo-Christian. So, but if you go to the energy line between it, it's all the same. It's all the same. So I still study. So now I still, even though I teach, I study. I figure if I'm looking, if I'm into spirituality and I'm into magic and I want to be able to speak to my audience or not audience, I'm even if it's just one-on-one, -on -one, but if I'm working with somebody, I, the more I understand of the energy in their belief system, the more I can talk to them in their language. So it's like, what I okay I don't know Peruvian shamanism well so I'll study Peruvian shamanism for six months I'm not gonna adopt that as my own though I adopt parts of it it's like oh they're very elemental they're very oh jaguar medicine they have a thing called a mesa they put they don't use fancy crystals like new age they have rocks and they, but oh I get there's where their magic is so I have a mesa I will take from everybody I will take from every path from scientific path to religious to spiritual to everything and and kind of make it my own but the more you know that's just library for yourself to, to pull from and to know how to talk to your to your audience not you still have your same message like say if you're teaching if you're teaching sex say you're teaching sex you're going to teach one way talking to kindergartners or where you're going to talk for a little friend to one to horny teenagers one way to medical students and one way to senior citizens moving into the convalescent home you have your same message but it knowing how to speak to your audience is really good and understanding your audience is the key i mean even just hearing about you talk about everything <laughs> have a really great energy about you and you're clearly really passionate about this um, so that dichotomy with your grandfather, I know you said there are definitely some similarities. Um, maybe you're just looking at it from different angles um, and you see the good. And you mentioned that you consider yourself a good witch. Um, love that. But what, how do you, how do you know you're a witch? Well, it's a choice. A witch can mean a lot of things. A witch could mean to say I'm a witch could mean it's your religion. It could be a practice. I'm Wiccan. I worship the goddess and the eight Sabbaths. I'm ceremonial. I, I'm I'm Thelemic. I'm a you know I work. I'm a chaos magician. I'm old school gardenerian. I'm Alexandrian. I'm kind of like saying I'm a Baptist. I'm a Lutheran. I'm a Catholic. I'm what however you want to do it. Um, so it could be your religion. It, it, I'm a witch. I am pagan, which means I have multi. It could also just be a practice. To me, to practice witchcraft means 
you could you take on the practice sorry about that let me hang up on whoever that is uh you take to be to, to, to the practice of the craft witchcraft means you are willing to take fate of life into your own hands and change it and that's the difference of the practice it's like and then all that goes with it so you could be a christian witch and that's how i know a lot of people it, it, you would think it would conflict it's like but that doesn't fit into this it actually does if you go i'm a witch meaning i'm going to do the practice i'm going to take i'm not going to just follow whatever fate gives me because naturally the pattern of life takes the easiest thing gravity flows water flows downhill if we just just go along wind blows us this way wind blows us that way life will take the easiest path to go i'm going to change that i'm whether you call it witchcraft or whatever you want to call it you are, are willingly changing fate to make it what you what you want to go um and the, the good witch part to me means you have to know how to do you have to have integrity you have to have moral code you have to have ethics you have to have if you don't you get into trouble and if somebody it needs to be told what to do i don't if you don't know right from wrong then you should be with a belief system that tells you you do this and you don't do that you be it you follow the leader we will lead you you will be the the lamb of god do whatever you need to do great that is a perfect path lots of people some people don't want to be a follower they want to know what to do and if you have that sense of right and wrong good and bad you won't get in trouble like to to witchcraft to do okay say the water is running down water runs down the mountain there's beautiful water at the mountain and it comes all the way down to the village and it feed, the village is thriving thriving because of this fresh water you need water to a witch will go and they have a house on the hill but it's just down a little bit to be a witchcraft to practice the craft would be to build a dam and put some pipes in so the water goes to your house too now a bad witch or a negative i don't use the word black and white but not good craft would be to take all the water and you put it at your house you're going to get a karmic kickback from that all those villagers will die or else all those villagers will revolt and come kill you so you're going to have you took all their water now a good craft is you take enough water that you want even all the water you need have a water feature have a pool the universe will provide have take all the water you want and leave the village all they need that's good witchcraft you know it's you can't don't harm others there's oversimplifications by the power of three times three harm none do what you will harm but so long as everybody gets you shift your world and that's the difference well i'm happy to know that like when you get a reading and you're kind of digesting that information that the other part of it's on the other person to change it or make a make a a change in their life that the free will might not have that happen because we had a kid in our high school, like senior lock-in who the medium told him that he was going to die in his early thirties. So, um, got a report back to him and tell him that it's okay. Yeah. Anybody who says that, cause you create that we create our reality. That's basic psychology. Somebody tells you in high school that whoever that person should be just have her whatever medium card taken away. Because even if there's a, oh, wow, look at your life, life, could die in the 30s, just say, be careful in your 30s, don't die. That's just, you know, like, you know, the bird's going to poop on your head when you walk out of the house. Don't walk out of the house, it won't. Just say, take care of your health. 
But as soon as you say that, you start creating it. You start creating it, and then you find a way to die in your 30s. The best curse, like I would never curse, because I believe what you put out, you get back. And, and the, the Wiccan read is what you put out, you put that back, you get back three times. So why would I put out curses and hexes and they get to you? Why not send out love and abundance? Because that's what you get back. Because um, more than anything, though, is the world you create is the world you live in. So if you live in a world of mine and this and that, that's the world you live in. I've done amazing things, all with positive, amazing, like kick back, beat the odds by all positive music. I, I did this thing to for a health thing. I, I decided because I was told because of health issues. And again, and I got rid of every health issue. I was told because of all this health stuff by 30, if I made it to 30, I'd probably be dead. Again, these are doctors, not psychics. I have a tumor in my head. I have five fractures in my back because of my health issues. I have all these cancers. If I make it without all the cancers to 50, I would probably be in a wheelchair at best. And I just kind of went, hmm, no, I'm tired of being a victim. I'm tired of this. No, every symptom went away. Every weird this, that, the other thing. So at 50, instead of being dead or in a wheelchair, I beat 80,000 people to get on the world's hardest obstacle course to get on wipeout. The, the, I did the big balls, the big red balls, hardest, scariest, coldest, most painful and most empowering thing I have ever done. And I'm like, wow. And I did it by not going, oh, I hope that person breaks their leg. I hope this, I don't know. Oh, I hope I win and don't. No, I was going good luck. You're going to do this. All that love I'm putting out just shown right back on me. So then I went, wow, this really works. This is great. And again, it was so empowering and I just, I don't get sick in decades. So then I go, okay, okay. I'm magic works, witchcraft works. What do I completely not write for? What do I not do? I don't cook. I got kicked out of home ec. My husband won't let me in the kitchen. So what do I want to do? I want to get on Master Chef. I want to cook for Gordon Ramsay. Next thing I know, six months later through auditions, I am cooking for Gordon Ramsay. I beat another 100,000 people to get on Master Chef. All the time I'm going, any second they are going to figure out I do not know how to boil water. But I kept doing it. And I played the witch card. I played the whole magic because I did want to teach people about magical cooking. Stir clockwise to add. Stir counterclockwise to release. Do this. These herbs do this. Tomatoes do that. Basil does this. And that's how I got on. So, you know, I didn't last really long, but... I, we are powerful beings. And again, I didn't sit there going, I hope she burns her chicken. I was like, yes, I hope you do great. And it all shone back on me. And then I go, okay, what am I really not great for? What am I just so, so, so wrong that I can only use magic and I can only use good magic to there. America's got talent. I have no talent for America's got talent. Next thing I know, I'm rolling around the floor of the Dolby with Howie Mandel on America's Got Talent. It was a big, beautiful mess, but it's we are powerful beings. That is what it's to be to practice a craft of plastic magic. And you don't have to use the word witch or witchcraft. You could be, I'm a manifester. You'd be real new age about it. It's everything tunes into that mind, body, spirit. Again, you have to believe you'll never surpass your own thought body. You have to take action. You want to get healthier, get off the couch. The spirit is the magic that's behind it. It could be, I'm doing a candle working with mugwort. It could be a vision board. It could be affirmations. It could be prayers in church. But when you have 
the belief system, the body taking action and the spirit, you get it. And that's exactly what a spell working is too. The creation of the spell, the working and the dispatch. It all ties in hand in hand exactly with basic psychology, basic magic, basic religion. They're all the same. Mind, body, spirit, action, creation, do it. That easy, that easy, nothing complicated. I have to say, I am enjoying this discussion a ton because ah. it's completely changing my mindset on just the stereotypes that I am guilty of thinking about stuff. So I think listeners will also experience Yay. the same feeling. I know Ju Julie's probably in agreement with me here. I was just going to say, I got really excited and looked up when the uh, next audition for Wheel of Fortune was, because I'm just going to get myself on the yes. show now. Yes, get yourself on the show. You can do it. Just crank it up, believe, and jump in the pool. Don't test the water. Is it too hot? Is it too cold? Am I wearing the right dress? Am I too young? Am I too old? Just, just do it. If that's the only way anything and everything ever gets done. Julie, I'm, I'll be rooting for you. It sounds like manifestation plays a big part in this as well. Um, I know that's a really popular thing right now is kind of manifesting your dreams. And it sounds like a very similar concept. Mm -hmm. It is. And again, and manifestation goes back into that mind, body, spirit thing too, completely. Like you guys or anybody, your listeners can go through what you've manifested in your life and what you haven't. You could look at the things you've accomplished. You've had, you've believed it or you wouldn't have got it. You've taken some form of action and the spirit, mind, body, spirit, you've had some either faith or magic or belief behind it to make it happen. Everything that you've accomplished, the stuff you haven't quite made happen, you're just missing one or two of those and they just need a tweak. That's it. Like, oh, I don't, you don't really believe you can get on Wheel of Fortune or you don't really make that audition. You don't really put your application in. There's the body. The spirit is just that faith or just jumping in. Well, speaking of just jumping in and kind of everything aligning, and you mentioned a, a couple of Hollywood items that you were on as well. How did you get involved with Ghost Adventures? The team? <laughs> um, it was really kind of by fluke. I mean, I'd been in here in town a long time. I'm a Hollywood girl. And they called me up. The first one was like six years ago, I think. Um, and I was called in because they were doing a haunted in Hollywood thing. Holly, and they were at the American Legion Hall. And they had heard, I'm on the board of the Hollywood Arts Council. I do a lot of nonprofit work where we support all the arts and put art into all the elementary schools in town. Um, but we were doing a fundraiser where I do really elegant, not like down and dirty paranormal investigations with your K2 meter, where people dress up old Hollywood and my husband's jazz band plays and I go ghost tours through these cool places. And I guess Zach had heard that I had, in doing that, I had said, Charlie Chaplin is right here and whatever. And I had talked to Charlie Chaplin and I didn't know it, but I guess I had pointed out the exact chair that he had, was in and you know, that had never been proved to me. He goes, did you know that he sat here every night? And I'm like, no. Um, so th that's how it happened. And, and the next thing I know, they're calling me for, they started calling me to do seances, whether they heard about that, that I could do or to go test something investigations. And believe me, whatever people say of that show, it's, it's their commitment and why they're in season 24 and 12 years, they are passionate and they do crank it up to 11. So people will laugh, it's like, who are these big guys in black tight t-shirts who 
come on goes and then run like a little girl and it but it's it's there because they're like little kids when you commit everything and you're playing in the sandbox and you're doing your thing and you're make that's who they are and that's why they're le totally legit they will do everything they can to not know what for me to not know what's going on they, here's an address they will literally blindfold me if they have to they will keep you in a room they'll keep you in the van in the car they will give me an address say go here or fly they fly me there they test me there they won't say there was a murder in the back room over here they just say you go in and you tell us what happened you go in and you tell us what happened i i get scared when if i look turn on that left brain just like we were talking about the giraffe it's like what if i get nothing what if i'm not psychic today what if i get just hear nothing what if i hear crickets but yeah, I just trust and go, okay, over here, I'm, I'm falling on the floor. Somebody strangled here over here. They just did that to me. Um, not the one I just filmed, but one, the last one that aired the Cecil hotel, which is a really haunted place in LA. Zach had called me a couple weeks before and he said, we're going to be in LA and we're going to call you. We need you for something. Okay. Two hours before I'm, I'm down in Long Beach at my brother's. He goes, hi, can you, we're here. And can you get here in two hours? And he gave me an address. He didn't tell me where two hours. I'm a girl. I'm thinking, did I wash my hair today? Do I have time to put on makeup? What am I? Oh my gosh. I have to get there in two hours. So I didn't have time to look it up or anything like that. I get there and I'm like, I saw the Cecil hotel. I'm, and all I could think of like, oh yeah, that's the water tower girl. The girl is floating around in a water tower for a couple of weeks. I parking and first this rat wouldn't let me in i'd go right the rat would go right i'd go left and we're dancing out on the street and i'm going well the rat's either possessed or he's trying to protect me i don't know but i walk in and and the building starts taking me over it that place is just insane it really is i just worked again with tfil i have new ones coming out with youtubers the young zacks they're called tfil they're on youtube elton Castee, and they're just brilliant young guys um, but anyway, so I walk in and, and I'm getting taken over by the building and Zach just, they show up, their their equipment already on and Zach goes, okay, Patty, there's 14 floors, there's 700 rooms, you tell us where to go. I'm like, huh? now if my left logical brain would have gone, holy crap, I don't know where to go. I don't know. I didn't look so, but I led them right to a room and I almost jumped out a window because I led them to a room where somebody jumped out a window. Then I led them to another room and I was being attacked and I led them to a room. So again, the more you trust, you just have to. And the same thing just happened with the, the TFIL guys. But yeah, that's how I just did it. I don't, I don't know. It just, it was very organic and how it happened. But I think it just it just worked. I'm lucky. I, I love working with them because it's always an adventure. You don't know what you're getting into. I, and I like a challenge. Remember, I like a challenge. Yeah, throw me into a den of demons. Yeah, I know what to do. I'm not going home with them. I bring the light. I think I've watched everything that I've ha ever had to do with that hotel. And um, a lot lots of people focus on Elisa Lamb, but... There's so many other things that go on there. It's incredible. Like not everybody's mentioning that other things that are happening. Yeah, no, no, not at all. And I don't know if you've seen the, the new TFIL stuff. Again, it's a YouTube, um, it's a four part series, the Cecil Hotel. Um, they just posted number three. Number four is gonna be great. I do a seance on the roof and he, Elton brings out something crazy. I'm heavily in part two and four. Um, it's on YouTube now, TFIL, um, but it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. The week, be 
before we had shot at the Biltmore, which the most amazing, the most intelligent paranormal um, phenomena I've ever experienced in a lifetime of doing this. We were at the Biltmore, beautiful, like many thousand dollar suite, the music suite on the night of the Grammys. We would tell a ghost, ring this phone in this room only, and it would. And then we'd go to another room and it would. So if you go to the TFI help page, check out the the the, the night at the Biltmore, I, I was just blown away. We kept going because they did, they used to do a lot of pranks and stuff like everybody thought somebody was pranking somebody, but nobody knew where we were. We were all in the room together. So the paranormal world, the veil is getting thinner between all the world. So more and more unexplainable to a logical brain is going to start happening as we move into this age of Aquarius. Okay. You mentioned the veil is getting thinner and you're going all of these places and experiencing all of these things, but has there ever been a moment you've been afraid of something you've seen or heard? Well, I think the scariest one, well, I've had two rough experiences, but they turned out good. One, I was, um, again, in my personal seances, we don't let anybody negative in. It's sweet. We're talking to grandmas and grandpas and here's the iPhone code so you can get the pictures out and stuff like that. But that's not what TV is about. I was, but I was filming, um, I was at a house in my neighborhood in the Hollywood Hills, old 1920s house, actually built by Charlie Chaplin for his girlfriend. Rolling Stones lived there, mamas and papas, person who invented a real life sex doll. Then Marilyn Manson moved in and it got a little scary for him for seven years. I was doing a seance there and the cameraman burst into flames. That was a little scary. Spontaneous combustion. One kid was getting disrespectful. And that's the one thing I say, skeptics are great. I love skeptics. I love, and I don't even wanna convince you. They fall the hardest if they do get convinced, but it's okay. You don't have to believe. Nobody has to believe. I don't know. But the camera, this one kid got disrespectful, which you don't do with the spirit world. So I say, believe, don't believe, but don't be disrespectful. But this kid was. So all of a sudden, first cool things were happening. Like the French doors flew open and I was ah, screaming. And the producer side of me is like, wow, that's like special effects. I'd never, ever fake anything, but, but wow, the, the ghost is doing this. And then the speakers on the floor came on this white noise. But I felt this tension because this ghost was getting really mad. He wasn't a demon or anything. Demons get way too much credit, but he was a cranky ass ghost getting stronger and stronger. And then this kid said something really stupid and not him, but the cameraman facing him burst into flames, like a V, like fire up his back, like, like angel wings of fire up his back. Everybody's screaming. I, you know, which psychic medium Patty becomes the medic that I am. Remember, I went into nursing. I'm an EMT and I'm drop and roll. That's the good thing of having a million careers. You have them all. So I'm like drop and I'm, and I'm calling in my wards to shut it down, shut it down. No seance. I don't care what we're filming. Shut it down. We had four cameras, two cameras caught it. One camera didn't. It hit like, watch the ceiling, watch the floor. Cause you do test the metal of a cameraman by the room bursting into flames. His camera didn't cause he's facing the other day. He's just looking, why is everybody pointing at him and screaming for their life as he's bursting into flames? So I shut it down, shut it down. I'm calling my guardians and the, ca- the cameraman, super skeptic. He was like, how did that happen? He was like, no, I'm okay. As I'm watching the blistering on his back, he goes, no, I'm okay. But no, no, you're not okay. That, this isn't okay. Uh, but we're done. He goes, no, I have a, the shirt burned off him like poof, like it was a synthetic, but it was a cotton. It should not have went poof. And he's like, but no, I have a sweater. I'm good. So I talked to the ghost and the ghost promised he'd be behave. Again, he wasn't demonic. He was just cranky. The kid who was being the idiot 
became a choir boy in the corner. I knew nothing was going to come out of him anymore. He's like perfectly well behaved. Um, and so we were able to finish the seance. But the most magical and cool thing about that, I, again, in all sorts of other crazy stuff happened. But three weeks later, the, the guy who caught on fire, he goes, Patty, look at my back and the small of his back. It looked like he had went and got a tattoo of a dragon, open mouth, sharp teeth, winged head into the shape of a serpent. And that is the exact energy I called in to shut down the seance. I work dragon magic, dragon energy. It's, it's crossroads energy. It's powerful. It's been around every culture. Dragons. I have them everywhere. Very scary dragons. I've, I'm looking at this dragon on his back in a scar and I'm like, oh my God. This is amazing. It's a, 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 you have a tramp stamp of a dragon on your back. And he was so impressed. He was great. He wrote a script. He wrote a horror script with Stephen Norrington. He's the guy who wrote League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and the Blade series. And they haven't done it yet. I hope they do do it. It's about a TV psychic medium who does every TV show. And then a portal gets opened and then all hell breaks loose. Um, and then it turns into a horror film. But I sat down with him. I go, oh, Lauren, you, can, you can't say that on TV or in a movie. He goes, but you said that. I go, I know I said that. That opens a portal. You can't say that. You don't want to be one of those cursed horror films, do you? That's those ones where all the actors die in five. No, let's say a, a meaningless word that means nothing. The audience won't know. And the real energy, because energy, spirits, ghosts, whatever, do not know the difference in TV and movies. They don't know if you're saying those words because they're written for an actor. So we, if they do do it, it'll be a safe horror film. That's crazy. It is crazy. And we caught it on two cameras. It's pretty amazing. And then my other one, the other, the scary one was my bad because I do know how to set up light and save space and call in your guardians and work within your belief system. If, if, if you're Christian, call in the Christ light, work with Jesus. If you were into angels, call in your angels. You were crossroads, call in your dragons, call in your fairies, call in whatever it is you work with. But I didn't. I was working with my producer once and it was I got lazy for a second. She wanted to pull out a Ouija board and talk to her friend we always talk to. And I was getting ready to do a Black Dahlia thing, this whole crime thing with an AP associated press reporter. I didn't set it up right. It's like, oops, I forgot to check my parachute before jumping. He threw me into the back of my armchair. I hear this crack, 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 crack. I'm sliding down the back of the chair. And, and my friend, my producer, then she goes, are you OK? And I'm like, uh-uh, nope. And I always say I'm okay. I could have my arm cut off. I'm fine. Flesh phone, nah, I'm good. But I'm like, nope. I heard this. I thought I had broken my ribs, but this George Hodel ghost had ripped all the cartilage off my ribs and floating ribs. I had to go to I had to go to urgent care. I was in pain for a month. My bad. My bad. I took full responsibility. Lucky nobody was there yet. So again, take it seriously. Come with respect and then and work in the light. When you get to urgent care and you tell them the reason for your visit, how do they react to that? Well, I probably didn't tell them that the go the Black Dahlia murderer who's been dead for how many decades threw me into my dining room chair. I think I just said I, you know, I got fell drove up into a chair. You know, you know, you don't want to send them send you away. <laughs> stuff happens again, the veil is getting thinner and it's, but it's not all bad. It's good. It's magical things are happening. Well, speaking a little bit about like going to the hospital and not telling that story because you want treatment. You don't want skepticism. Exactly. Exactly. You don't want to think here's the crazy lady. 
We ask this question to a lot of our guests because like I said earlier, I kind of had some stereotypes that I believed in my head. As we talk to you, I'm being proven wrong and I am learning that the ways that I was thinking about a lot of this stuff are just kind of me not allowing myself to openly think about things. So what are some misconceptions that you think that people have about your career? Again, sadly, because it is sadly so many scam artists within it. I think that people think it's just that it's all fake and you're out to get people's money, of course. And that's why you have to teach people. It's If you're going to check out whoever you're going to go see, if you're going to go see a psychic, a medium, a healer, look at Yelp, look at everything. It's going to be written there. So many people like scam artist did it. I took my money, told me how to think, just do some homework. Use a referral from a friend. Um, see somebody, there's lots of different kinds of certification that they're certified, that they're trained and go there. Um, I think a lot of people, both with the psychic and medium, certainly with the witch part, think it, that there's something evil attached to it or something dark. We worship the devil. We eat babies, none of which is true. Devil's not even in my cosmology or belief system. Again, I work off of energy. I don't eat babies. They don't taste good. No, <laughs> um, no. again, I, I probably have more moral code and morality than a lot of religious people I know because I take full responsibility for it. And I, again, that cause and effect action and reaction, it's not, am I not going to get caught doing something or, you know, somebody can forgive me. It's like, no, I have to live a good life. Whoever you're going to go see somebody, they should make you give you real solutions or possible solutions. You should go out feeling empowered with ideas and paths and things to do. Anything that's fear-based, anything that's control-based or anything that's anger-based or anytime they want to do an upsell and tell them you have a curse or a demon attached or a family, whatever, just run. There's, I mean, there's old standard things. Oh yeah, you'll never find love. Oh yeah, that's why you'll never do. Oh, we need a special candle, but that candle cost a billion dollars. Oh, they, we need to take it to the church. There's a billion different old school scams and just just say thank you. No, thank you. I would agree. Do you have any good tips on how to find a professional without going in? Like, is there any signs you should look for when you're trying to investigate going? To- um, again, check online because everybody's online. And if they're not online, I'd worry about them. Um, I've sadly, I don't, and I don't want to stereotype and I don't want to cliche so many of them that the standalone shops that have a, you know, Psychic reading five dollars is picture of a hand. Anybody's going to charge you five dollars, so you're going to get not get out of there under a hundred because it's the upsell. No one's going to make a living off five dollars. Again, do your homework. Working at a shop usually is much better if they're working out of a metaphysical shop or a spiritual shop. There's a million of them, and almost everywhere now, those people are usually have been more tested and tried and true, and they're not going to do these crazy weird upsell things because they want their job if they're regular legitimate businesses uh, versus the person in their back room or whatever there's there it's sad. not saying all of those are bad either but definitely do your homework go with referrals when you can definitely check the internet because it's almost all there see what their background is i'm part of american federation of certified psychics and mediums where you have to go through rigid testing of your gifts and of your skills 
um, and background checks that you've never been arrested, you have scam artists, never had complaints, never been put up on fake psychics, whatever that is. Um, but we're, it's a nonprofit and our founder is very ill. So we're not, there's nobody to run it right now, but there is other things. Let people know where have you studied? Where have you trained? Because even if you're a natural psychic or a natural medium, you have to have some working template to work with people. Oh, I, I'm a crystal worker. Great. That's great. I'm a Reiki master. Great. You know, I work this path. Great. But have a path or a combination thereof so they know how to work with you. So it, it's not hard. And again, once you get there, how do you feel? And if it feels something a little off, trust your own intuition. It probably is. If, you know, they're just telling you what you want to hear. If, if it's too generalized, and then again, more than anything else, if it's fear-based or control-based, or they try to do an upsell run. So a few times you've mentioned being very aware of your senses and having the ability to tune into those senses and use them for the greater good. So can you talk to us about using those senses and elements in ways that people can maybe apply that to work-life balance? Yes. I, I think we've all gotten, and I think part of the pandemic is was a wake-up call for this because we all became zombies, not in the movie sense, but we were all, and we use the terminology, asleep at the wheel, phoned in, automatic pilot, by road, walking through life, like, oh, I go to work, I come home, I do this, not aware. And I love that there's a whole new mindfulness, whether it's religious mindfulness of what we're doing and what we want. But the thing is, if we all numbed out because we're out of balance. I work elemental, we're, we've gotten so out of balance, everything's in a hurry. So what I do, and even that's why I even wrote my book, Old World Magic for the Modern World, is because we're out of balance, we want to be aware. I put everything in your whole life into the four elements, air, fire, water, earth, like Native Americans, like pagans that I am. Your earth is who you are. It's your persona. It's your home. Ah, that's Fred. He's so-and-so. That's your earth. That's your, we understand that. That's who you are. Your fire is your passion, creativity, love, sex, God, the passion that keeps you going. That's, that's north and south in an elemental compass. So that's who you are your persona, who you are, your personality, and your passion that drives you, north and south. But where we all get off balance is west and east, like an airplane going back and forth, cry, west and east, uh, that's balance. West is our water, it's our emotions. Water is almost 60% of our body. Water is almost 70% of our planet. It has to flow. Water is emotions, it just has to flow. And air, it's our thought process. It's our focus. It's our clarity. It's our chatty brain. It's our, it's our foggy brain. It's I can't think straight. So if we put our whole, our whole world into air, fire, water, earth, it's who we are, our persona, our passion, our emotions and thoughts. And where do we always get messed up? Our emotions and thoughts, water and air. What do we need more than anything every minute of the day to survive? water and air. So if we're looking for balance, so same way one day, we're not as happy as we could be. Everybody living should be happy. I'm alive and I get to start over. If you're alive, whatever your situation, be happy, start there. So, but, so you're not as happy as you could be, or maybe you're not being as productive as you should be. Like I need to do this, but I'm not, 
or equally important, you're not as aware as you should be. Again, what have I been doing for the last hour? I don't know. So if you're not as happy or productive as conscious, instead of staying in that numb place, or we do things to numb ourselves out, like people eat, people drink, people shop, people do all sorts of things, what will veg out on television. And you don't want to do that. Instead, just go, okay, where am I out of balance right now? And it'll always be one of them. Is it my emotions right now? I'm really angry. I got in a fight with somebody or somebody cut me off. Big or little, justified or not, doesn't matter. In this moment, though, if it's your emotions that's getting the best of you and out of balance to have your full expression and joy of life, that's your water element. What you need is water. And we go back to that mind, body, spirit, running water. Think how good you feel after a shower, right? No matter what, you feel really good after a shower. And that's only one or two of the mind, body, spirit. But you can't jump in a shower a thousand times a day, but you can always find running water, bathroom, lunchroom, drinking fountain, hose, sink. Walk up to that water. If it's mind, body, spirit, turn on the water, mind. Whether you're saying, whether you're talking to God or your brain or the element of water or the water itself or your emotions, with this water, I am going to release this angst, anger, fear, confusion, whatever it is. Mind, body body, run your hands underwater for just 30 seconds. We have portals in our hands. Healers know how they work with their hands and the palms and run your hands underwater. The water is the spirit. Water always relaxes us. Swim in a pool. So I'm going to think the shower, mind, body, spirit within 30 seconds, you will healthfully release that overage of anger, fear, sadness, whatever that is in a healthy way, instead of holding it in your jaw or holding it in your shoulders or holding it in your belly, you've released it. Now, if you need to deal with it, you can, if you have that fight with your, your spouse, you can go in and say, okay, this is why I'm mad. You're not just screaming anymore. You've released it. Water, mine. Say it's not your emotions though. Maybe it's your chatty head. You just can't think that's all attached to breath. Maybe you have, you're going on your podcast and you have to, you're just not focused. Maybe it's that time of month. Maybe you just can't think. It's all attached to breath. Nobody breathes well anymore. We're always in a hurry. We do this shallow breathing. That in itself will cause chatter or foggy brain. So just breathing. That's why people do breathing exercises and yoga. But if you want to do it in 30 seconds, my technique, I add sound to it. I do a lot of Egyptian magic. It's called heka work. Sound. Every sound we make actually has an effect on us. Every vowel, every consonant. That's why singing is done and and you do chants and rhyming and magic and church. Every sound we has an effect. But without giving you a whole lesson in heka work, vowels clear the head. Period. Any vowel, any order. Um, you think about it. Every sacred word's a vowel. Amen. Um, Native American, East Indian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Falling in love, ah, roller coaster, ah, opens up this whole crown of illumination. So if you've got, I can't think, I've got an important conversation, I've got chatter, 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 mind, body, spirit. So, okay, okay, all right. So whether you're talking to your brain or your mind, or you're talking to God, or you're talking to the element of air itself, with this 30 seconds of deep breathing, with this 30 seconds of vowels, I need to call in the air element. So whether you're sitting in the bathroom going, ah, or om or e-i-e-i-o with your kid within 30 seconds the chatter in your head stops the fog lifts and the clarity comes in that easy and those two alone water and air emotions and thoughts can be a game changer i've seen people get off like 
meds and stuff for that. And those two, because that's where we get off. Say you're not feeling grounded. And again, they're free. You could do them anywhere in 30 seconds. Say you're not feeling grounded. A lot of us travel out of our heads a lot. I think you do that a lot, Julie. Um, You're not feeling grounded or (laughs) for whatever reason in your body or just it's not your emotions. It's not your thought. Earth is earth. He just, uh, he just read you, Julie, like a book. I you, saw your you, face light up. She's you like, travel, you know. So again, so, but you need to be grounded for whatever reason. Hug a tree. There's something to that. If you, or that earthing thing, get barefoot on grass or dirt. But if you can't get barefoot on grass or dirt and you're on the 35th floor of a office building, grab anything that's wood or stone, uh, a wooden desk, a wooden table, a pencil, a granite countertop, a, the diamond or the crystal in your ring, anything wood or stern or dirt or gra- a, a plant that's not plastic in the office will ground you immediately, mind, body, spirit. So hold on to that pencil, hold on to that pencil, breathe into it. And whether you're talking to the spirit of the tree, give me roots, or you're talking to uh, you're holding on to the granite countertop or the hardwood floor, you're talking to the element of earth, breathe into it 30 seconds. I literally feel it like it's a warm earthen blanket wrapping around me. Some people feel it like, ooh, roots of a tree with deep roots and branches up. However you do, you'll get grounded, grabbing anything of earth, wood or stone or anything. Say fire. Maybe you have, you don't have the fire you need. Maybe you got a hot date with your honey, but you're not feeling it. Or maybe also creativity is fire. Maybe you've got an art pro, pro, pro project you're doing, or maybe you want to talk to your spirit guides. That's the Holy Spirit. That's fire too, whatever. Or, or maybe you're just tired. You know, you have all the earth in the world, but you got to get up early today and you need that fire passion. And you can't dance around a bonfire, which is always my first choice, uh, but you can't. So, but so the heka, the sound magic for fire is Z. Literally, literally, this, ask any eight-year-old, what does a B sound like? That is that kundalini energy. So again, it's like, oh my God, whether you're talking to the Holy Spirit, whether you're talking to Pele Volcano, whether you're talking to the breath of a dragon, whether you're talking to the heartbeat within you with this 30 seconds of deep breathing, 30 seconds of, of Z, I need to pull in the fire element. Now, 30 seconds is a long time. That was like two seconds. You might get dizzy. That's okay. Sit down. But within 30 seconds, you will feel a tingling in the base of your spine. It'll start to rise up your spinal cord and you'll have the fire passion, creativity, energy to do whatever it is you need to do. Again, those four things, you put them in your invisible back pocket and and you balance out anything. That's a whole reason for those because everybody, it's like, yeah, meditating for an hour is great. I don't have an hour. I have 30 seconds to pull it together. So that's why I, I decided my book would be stuff like that. Almost easy hacks, how to, how to just get through life really happy and balanced. No, I totally, I get that because I lived in Kansas city with Annika and, um, I just knew I was like, I got to get out. This isn't for me. I got to go. I got to go move to Chicago. But I was like, I want to live right on the river because I want to wake up every day and see the water move and see the sun and like, just start my day off that way. And it really helped. Yeah, no, it's, it's totally. And follow that, that intuition that we have. And that's what I'm so glad the new mindfulness or whatever you want to call it, if it's spirituality, if it's new age, if it's old age, again, take control, create your life. Nobody's going to create it, but you, 
you know, you can't, yes, you can't control everybody, but you control you. Okay. So you mentioned your book and teaching these concepts in your book, but you also have a podcast. So do you talk about similar things in your podcast? Yes, I do. On my podcast, I bring in amazing guests who are experts in their field from all over the world, the best of the best in all things magical, not and not all witchy or by any means. I will bring in definitely witchy people. I'll bring in the best of hypno hypnotists. I will bring in the best of feng shui. I will bring in Norse rune experts. I will bring in astrologers. I will bring in all of this people. So they show their magic again, how people can incorporate it. If it feels right to them into their life for that much more happiness, joy, productivity, and to create what you want. So that's what the witching hour is. And so, because remember, I like to keep learning. So it's like, Ooh, what do I not know? Oh, let's bring a voodoo princess in. Oh, okay. Let's bring a this and let's bring a that in. It's, it's amazing. Again, everything comes from a positive point and there's just so much out there. Yeah. I love that. That's a, like you said, you love to learn. And so this isn't a, it's similar for Julie and I, this podcast is a way for us to learn about jobs that we never grew up knowing were possibilities for us. You know, it wasn't like anybody came to our school career day and they were like, you can become a psychic medium if you would like to. So it's a similar thing for us. We just love to learn about what different people are doing with their lives and, and continuing to learn and grow, I think is such a huge part of getting older, learning more, being more aware of the world around you. I think that's really important. Yeah, never stop learning till till the day you cross over and never stop. Besides stop learning, never stop having goals, never stop having. I still want to do this because that I, I see it in people in the second they not retire from their job, but retire from their life. They really do. It's like, oops, there they went. Well, speaking of always trying new things and always learning, your newest venture is with Paraflix. Can you talk uh, to us about that? Yes. I have a network now. It's crazy. I love it. Um, we saw, I have, uh, with people I work with, one runs one of the schools I teach at, um, Haunted Diary, this young guy, 22 in, in, in the UK, Italian. He, he started out doing an Instagram live with me. Within six months, he's running a huge successful school. And just what he created from nothing. And then this woman, her name is Natalie. She's in Dallas. She start. she, she I met her through, she was going to do one of the Paracons, one of the conventions, a really big one and started really big. They came to me and said, we want to start um, an all paranormal spirituality for all left to center, like a Netflix or like an Amazon, but there's no home base for this. And I wanted to say, no, it's like, I have, I don't have two minutes free a day, but I'm like, oh my gosh, there is a need for this. And we are getting such amazing content. I mean, yes, there's shows like the ghost adventure kinds of shows, but stuff that people, they're not going to get their own TV show, but they are professional as a TV show, but they're bringing their spin to it, their spirituality to it, their magic to it. We have education on it. We have amazing horror films for that because again, it's all that left of center. And now we're even bringing in music videos and shorts. And, and again, because I want to be able to do what I want to do. So I have a show called Morningstar Paranormal. It's following the rabbit. It's about how we're falling down the rabbit hole. And again, empowering things for people. So it's not just we go talk to ghosts and whatever. It's like, okay, here's a resolution. Even on Ghost Adventures, I got to 
one time he's like, oh, Zach said I could come back and clear a house on camera and show people and was yay. So that's what Paraflix is. It's a, it's a SVOD a subscription video on demand. We have amazing things. Get tested out. You can get a free, free three-day trial. It's only $9.99 a month or $99 a year, way cheaper than Netflix. It's you're going to see stuff you're not ever going to see anywhere else. And it's pretty amazing. It's, it's magic. It's good. And, and again, I, if anybody's interested, if they do Patty 10, they can get 10% off, but there's all sorts of great deals, but it's Paraflix, P-A-R-A-F-L-I-X-X.com. Again, it's creating what you want to create. I could sit here and go, I would never have a network. I didn't want to have a network. But somebody had an idea, they planted a seed. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Just, just say yes and jump in. You know, you want to leave your day job. You don't like your day job and you want to do whatever else. Just do it. Just create it. We will definitely have to check that out. And we'll also link your book and your podcast and and Paraflex um, on our show notes as well. We have a couple of listener questions. Okay. One of them wanted to know who was the most influential psychic medium or which that you are interested in or kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, inspired me? Inspired maybe? by, yeah. Um, well, I've had a few, a few amazing teachers over the years. Um, some have passed on, some are still here. Griffin Kedd, who's here at a green man store in Los Angeles, Sal Santoro, uh, George Derby was one of my best teachers, but I think one of my first, and I only got to meet him in, once, but his books, and this was in my early days when I was young in the eighties, Scott Cunningham, he's an author. He wrote lots of books on magic and earth magic. Um, I got to meet him once at one of those conventions when I was new and he gave me more inspiration to get me started than anybody. It's like, and it was again, simple and magical. Even when I did my book over, I, I, I wrote it and then I went, oh, there's too many words here. I want to be like a Scott book. Cause when I started back in the eighties, I would buy all these books and these big that would just be boring or just overwhelming. And they'd sit on the couch. I'd buy a little Scott Cunningham book that just had easy magic and I would devour it. So he was the one that really put me on this very elemental path, magical path, positive path, create your life to be thing. And again, I only got to meet him once and work with him once, but he still, he made books for years after he passed which is funny, I think from his writings and his work, but he writes on Hawaiian magic and this kind of elemental magic and spell working and nature magic. Again, all positive and all very empowering. So he would be, the, I think, the one that most affected me. So you also mentioned at the very beginning of the show that you just came back from Salem, which is one of my favorite places. I got to work in Boston for a little bit and I'd always take day trips out there. But for those who maybe want to go and visit a physical site and experience something, do you have any recommended places to go? Yes. And again, we did, I fell in love with it. I talk about a witchy place, obviously. Um, um, I've, we did a thing with Maison Vampire, vampires, good vampires, just like good witches. They have a show called Vamp, a store called Vamp Fangs, which is more clothing and magical goods, but they have Maison Vampire. So we did a seance, then we did a dragon ball the next night. And again, all positive, all beautiful. Um, but again, they're bringing the magic to Salem. It's wonderful. Alexis and Ben, 
So, but again, there's beautiful shops. One was a cottage witchery shop. You could feel the difference and then trust it. Even if you're not a witch or not psychic, each of the different shops have different paths in their own. And some will appeal to you more than others. You know, Christian Day has her, his shop there. Lori Cabot has her shop there and a lot of other ones. And what some are more elemental and some are more Egyptian based and some are more whatever paths. It's great. I don't know. It's just a very magical place. I have never been to Salem, but I hear it's gorgeous in the fall. And then just like you and Julie both said, so much history there regarding witches and a whole different kind of culture. So, yes, I did a whole uh, walking tour of the witch trials and learned a lot about it. Um, And there's beautiful memorials and things. And so that was really great. I did that. Um, went to, there's a really great castle called the Hammond castle. It's just, it's a real castle. It's down. So there's lots to do there. There's lots to do and just take it in. So you've been on a lot of TV shows, as we know, Mm -hmm. and you perform seances. Are there interesting items that you procure for these and where do you find them? You don't need anything. I do. Mine are very old school seances. I do very Victorian spiritualist style where I, you know, got around the table, even if it's a zoom table these days. Um, I don't use a lot of equipment. I will work with a Ouija board. Again, you have to know how to use it. And then, uh, and then it's completely safe. And you have to be careful who you invite in just like anybody, you don't let anybody into your house, you're not going to let anybody into because they're no scarier than dowsing rods or tarot cards or anything else. I, I love dowsing rods. I have some right here, little dowsing rods. They're great for talking to spirit. They cross on yes, they don't cross on no. Like you are in my living room or my office, really? No, we're talking to each other electronically. Yes, they, they will point to spirits. They'll point to ghosts. I'll walk around. I'll use them on clearings. Um, I have a few fun. I'm not a big tech girl. I have one kind of a ovulus type talking crystal ball that's kind of amazing. And you'll see it not on Ghost Adventures. They have fancy equipment, but on my TFIL stuff and a few of my other shows that I've been doing lately with some of the YouTubers and TV stuff. Um, but no, it's, it's energy. It's just the magic. So you don't need to have anything except for respect, maybe a candle, a candle is amazing. Just a candle. Cause if you're, if you bring in spirits again, set your wards, know who you're going to invite in, set your protections, have a candle. Okay. Grandma, if that's you make the candle dance, grandma, if that's you make the flame larger or smaller. You don't have to have the fancy stuff. The fancy stuff is great. I, for years, like there's a thing called a SLS camera and it's like, a, it shows ghosts as dancing green stick people. So for years I would be going, well, the ghost is going left kick, left kick, left kick. And I just to say, and they believe me or not. Now on, you know, though there's a guy in a different room and showing the ghosts go left kick, left kick, the exact thing I'm saying, though we're not seeing each other. So it's a nice confirmation of that because technology is really catching up with spirituality and ghosts are loving it. They're, they're learning how to use it. Even think little apps on phones, they're learning how to use them. Spirits are learning how to use the apps on phones. Oh yeah. Like I thought there was one little app, it's called ghost Raider. I put it on my phone. I thought it had to be a joke. It was a free app, had to be, had to be a joke. And then it told me the news three hours before the news happened. Very specific, Norway, Ireland, children killed. And some crazy person drove on an island in Norway and killed children that specific. Um, 
and they're using to use cell phones because everything is energy. Spirits are energy. We're energy. A couple, two months ago, I got a call from my husband's best friend and bandmate. It said, call from David Coleman. He's been dead five years. Call from David Coleman. I answered it. There was nobody there. I tried to call it back. It was disconnected. They're yearning to use it. Just like the stuff that we just did with TFIL at the Biltmore. Ring the phone in here. And we were talking to Elizabeth Short, Black Dahlia. You'd hear stuff on the phone, not talking. And then it would go click. It was insane. They're, it's a conduit. Electricity is a conduit. That's why old school, you, know, you could do it. Like flashlights make flashlights turn on and off. It's not even hard. Anyone can do that. The flickering lights in a haunted house. It's energy. Just an, another form of communication for mm -hmm. them. Yep. Wow. All right. So we've talked about your book and the books that you kind of learned and sparked a lot of your learning from. So do you have a book that you would recommend to everybody? I would start with mine. I mean, if somebody could just because again, you don't have to go, I'm going to follow that class. It's called Old World Magic for the Modern World. Tips, tricks, techniques to balance, empower and create a life you love. Because again, it's like a hack. It's like how to find love. There's a simple chapter on love, you know, not to put a curse on Fred over there. You know, how to talk to the dead, what that 40 day thing is in a dumb supper. You know, how to go on diet and health, how to do that. I mean, just super anybody could do. You don't have to have special gifts. It's just way to do. So start there. I, again, if anybody really wants to get into magic and elemental magic, I still recommend Scott Cunningham. Anything by Scott Cunningham, see what you're drawn to. But there's so many new books out now by beautiful Alec. There's a great new young author named Alex, Alec Kazemi. And he's very similar to mine. We touch up because it's simple magic, simple, powerful magic. Alex Kazemi, I would recommend. His, it's, his is called Pop Magic. Magic with a K. When you put a K on the end of magic, that means it's not rabbit out of a hat magic. It's real magic. Hmm. I don't know that I've ever known that. I didn't know that either. When I was reading through your stuff in your bio, I just assumed it was a the marketing thing of how to spell magic differently and set yourself apart. So, wow. No, I think Alistair Crowley or somebody came up with it decades ago. So you'll see Alex Kazemi's books pop magic with a K. Mine is magic with a K. Magic, magic, elemental magic, spiritual magic has a K. Rabbits out of a hat, don't. So we ask every single one of our guests this question. Usually it stumps them. I have a feeling it will not stump you. What is your unpopular opinion? My unpopular opinion, anything that has to do with victim or poor me, poor me, poor me anything, because as soon as you're a victim, you've given away all your power. Take responsibility for whatever it is. Poor me didn't get an education. Poor me, I'm born poor and whatever. Even if, if something is 100% not your fault, if you take responsibility, well, somehow I got myself here, then you can change it. So, But people like to be victims because then you've given away your responsibility. Poor me, I have health issues. Poor me, I can't do this. Poor me, nobody will hire me. You've given away your power. So I think that's my unpopular because as a rule, we humans, anything to give away a responsibility are going to do it. Well, Patty, it has been a pleasure talking with you and learning. And definitely throughout this conversation, I have shifted my mindset quite a bit. And um, I'm sure Julie feels the same way. So thank you for coming on and explaining yourself. If listeners would like to connect with you online, where can they do so? 
pattynegri.com, uh, P-A-T-T-I-N-E-G-R-I.com. I'm of course on all the social medias, Patty Negri Psychic Medium on Facebook, Patty.Negri on Instagram, at Patty Negri on Twitter. I've got a YouTube page. I teach stuff there too. Um, and you can get everything, but a home base, PattyNegri.com. You can get to pretty much all of it. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Explain Yourself. You can find show notes for this episode on our website at explainyourselfpodcast.com. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at explain underscore podcast and on Instagram at explainyourselfpodcast for more behind the scenes of our episodes, our guests, and Julie and I. And per usual, if you enjoyed this episode, please go like, rate, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Your ratings and reviews help us to grow the show, get new listeners, and that way it's not just our moms listening.